You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of NCBA's Beltway Beef. I'm Hunter Ehrman. In agriculture, we frequently say we need to tell our story. And one reason that is so important is because of the misconceptions about agriculture that are present in other countries who simply don't know what our cattle production practices look like. Well, recently, NCBA set up a tour of a farm in Virginia to show one British agricultural official how we raise cattle here in the U.S. Mark Spencer, the Minister of State at the Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs, recently visited Whitestone Farm in Aldi, Virginia, a leading Angus operation. Joining me now is NCBA Executive Director of Government Affairs, Kent Backus, NCBA's lead trade specialist, and Mark DeFell, General Manager of Whitestone Farm. Kent, let's start with you. Tell me how this tour came to be and why it's important to show foreign officials what American farms and ranches are like. Well, Hunter, we had an opportunity to uh, engage with uh, with the British government, and that's something we've been working on for, for quite some time to, to try to educate uh, a lot of their officials and a lot of their uh, I would say, you know, folks who work in their different agencies about how we raise cattle here in the United States. And it's our goal to one day expand trade uh, with uh, that country. And so, you know, that's one reason why we've uh, continued to try to uh, to educate uh, their officials and educate their decision makers so they get that, that understanding. Uh, we work very closely with the British Embassy here in Washington. And, uh, you know, we uh, understood that they were going to have some dignitaries that were over here for the USDA's uh, Aim for Climate Summit. And so, uh, you know, we wanted to take that opportunity to extend that the invitation to them uh, uh, to host, uh, you know, any of their people on a farm tour. And so uh, as it uh, would work out, there was some room uh, and an opportunity to host uh, Minister Spencer. And, you know, he has a, a cattle production background, so uh, he was very eager to see a livestock operation over here. So uh, we were able to, uh, to, to to reach out to, uh, to Whitestone Farm and uh, to ask if they would be willing to host, uh, which uh, obviously they, uh, they agreed to do. And we were very excited to do that, given uh, their strong reputation and, and all of uh, just uh, how how well known they are throughout the country. And so we were eager to, uh, to just connect them and, uh, and be able to uh, help uh, bring the minister to uh, an actual uh, working operation so they could see, uh, so he and his staff could see the, the quality of cattle that we have, uh, not only here uh, in, uh, in uh, Virginia and the East Coast, but across the country. Kent, there are a lot of misconceptions in other countries about our cattle industry practices, our sustainability, our animal welfare standards. What is NCBA doing to counter that? Well, I think, you know, just like here in the United States where you have the media that that misrepresents how we raise cattle, they, you know, they try to push that factory farming image. Uh, we see that in other countries as well. And so the best way to dispel uh, those those myths, those misconceptions is to, you know, bring people in direct contact and to show them exactly what we're, what we're doing. Um, so, you know, as at, at NCBA, one of the things we try to do is, uh, is to reach out to engage with, uh, with different governments. And, you know, there are some emerging issues uh, with consumers in other markets. And you mentioned those uh, being sustainability, animal welfare, uh, other things like that. And so we, we really try to focus 
on those key issues. We do that by you know, not only uh, meeting to discuss those specific issues, but we talk about the science behind what we do. Uh, when we talk about animal welfare, we, we talk a lot about our beef quality assurance program. And when you consider that over 85% of the, the cattle that are raised in the U.S. are raised uh, uh, through uh, BQA certified standards, that just shows the kind of quality production that we have. And that's not always easy to uh, to explain to other uh, countries. So in the case of the United Kingdom, uh, we look at similarities to their production schemes. So they have a producer scheme called Red Tractor, which is very similar in function and, uh, and in goals as to what we have with the Beef Quality Assurance Program. So we look at ways to, to identify those similarities and build off of that. When you look at sustainability, we really have to counter that factory farming uh, mentality that, that that the media likes to uh, uh, spread in a lot of these other places. And so we're able to do that by you know showing the investments that we've made at the producer level. So uh, when we talk about the environmental stewardship awards, uh, those videos are very important at just putting a human face on our conservation method, uh, our conservation stories, uh, on our sustainability stories. And we can actually not only talk about goals, but we can show what our producers are doing uh, to achieve those goals. And so uh, you, you really have to humanize uh, that segment of our industry. And that's, that's not an easy thing to do when the media makes it so difficult for us. So uh, we're taking the initiative, we're trying to engage uh, so that we can correct that narrative and we look for other opportunities uh, like this farm tour uh, to continue to do that. Mark, let's shift to you here for a moment. For our listeners who haven't had the chance to come and visit Whitestone Farm for themselves, could you tell us a little bit about your operation? Hunter, I'd be happy to. Uh, Whitestone Farm is located in Aldi, Virginia. We're about 45 miles from Washington, D.C. We're in hunt country. What that means is we are um, in an area where fox hunting is very popular and You'll see the stone fences and the rolling hills out here. We've been in business for over 40 years. I have been with Whitestone for the past 36 years, serving as managing partner and general manager. We run a registered Angus operation consisting of about a thousand head. Uh, we have two production sales a year, so our numbers fluctuate. We have a spring bull sale the first Saturday in May. We have a production female sale the third Saturday in October. We currently operate on owned and leased land, approximately 3,500 acres. We make a large part of our own forage. Speaking of hay, um, corn, we um, are very involved in the embryo transplant program. We put in about 100 embryos a year. We market some of those resulting um, females and many of those bulls. Mark, what was the conversation like with Minister Spencer as he visited Whitestone? Well, we, we started out meeting in the uh, cell facility and I gave him a tour of the cell facility and showed him how we operate in terms of our production sales and how we feed the people when they come for our sales. And then then I uh, took the minister for a tour of the farm, showed him uh, the different pastures that we house the cows, the bulls, how we developed the bulls, showed him our feed forage program, how we store our, our feeds. Then we went to the different uh, pastures. I showed him our handling facilities where we um, breed our, our cows AI, where we weigh our bulls and our females and we do our freeze branding. 
So we gave him a bird's eye view of, of the main operation. So he, he had a lot of questions. He was very interested in uh, how we cared for the cattle, our conservation practices. Um, he commented on our grasses. I explained to him the grasses that we, we have here and how we manage the grasses. Mark, we always love working with you, and you always do such a great job educating visitors to Whitestone on what you're doing. Why do you think it's important for policymakers, whether they're here in the U.S. or abroad, to tour farms like yours? You know, we're very we're very blessed to be close to the, the D.C. NCBA office and work hand-in-hand hand with you guys. Um, and we're very honored that for the past 36 years that you have chosen us as one of your operations to bring people to to see how we operate, and, and we try to be a really good role model. We try to do everything right from a conservation standpoint to caring for our cattle in a very humane way and animal husbandry. And so I think anytime we can show the public or educate the public how passionate we are about raising our livestock, caring for the land, and how invested we are, is is very important. So I think being given the opportunity to do this through NCBA is is very very exciting for us, and 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 we're honored at the same time because, you know, I like to tell the story. I like to I like to show Whitestone to people. I like to tell them how we breed our cattle, our philosophies, and how we care for the land. Kent, let's shift back to you now. Uh, you've taken several trips to the UK, and you've also met with their officials and their embassy staff quite a bit. What is NCBA's goal for our relationship with the UK? Well, we see the United Kingdom as a as a natural trade partner. We we have very similar goals in what we're trying to accomplish. You know, not only uh, in the broader economic scheme, but <clears throat> when you look at how we raise cattle, and you look at uh, the the care and standards that we apply, there's so many similarities to what we do. It's not just about the breeds. It's not just about similarities, uh, and um, you know, and some of the sustainability goals. Uh, there, there's just a, there's so many uh, close connections that it's just a natural fit for us to try to work together. You know, when we see the the market there, we see it as a, a potentially good export market. Uh, we we're not we're not expecting to for that to be, you know, uh, maybe as big of a market as uh, you know some of these these bigger populations. But that is a that's a, a market with a very uh, mature and a very uh, uh, high-end clientele that's looking for higher quality products. They, they want to know more about the people producing uh, their food. We have a great story to tell, and we think that's a, a great fit uh, to, to, to meet that consumer demand. Uh, when you look at their opportunities here, uh, we think there's there's plenty of room for them to you know to develop in the U.S. market, and you know when we're trading with other countries, we want to make sure that that's a trusted source, that that's not someone that is going to uh, send a product here that could undermine uh, you know through quality or through or or disrupt that eating experience that we've worked so hard to develop here in the United States. We may have that concern with other countries, but the United Kingdom's not one of them. Uh, they, uh, we, so we see a lot of win-win opportunities there. So, you know, it's it's our job on the policy side to to try to encourage and facilitate uh, further conversations and growth between our countries. So, not only do we want to host them here, but we go to them and we we meet with them uh, in London and in parts of the UK. 
uh, to talk about how we raise cattle and talk about the importance of trading with your allies and uh, and helping build that trust. So, you know, ultimately, we, we definitely want to see uh, a stronger trading relationship between our countries. Uh, but it starts here. It starts with with building that trust uh, through this personal interaction and and, uh, and eventually uh, getting to the point where we can uh, you know start to develop uh, sales in each other's markets and continue to build on that relationship for a long time. And Hunter, for those uh, people who are not from this part of the country, you're not from you know Northern Virginia, uh, just to kind of add to what Mark has been saying, this Virginia hillside, this countryside is, is beautiful. This is green grass. It had just rained that morning. Uh, so you had just, a, it, it, it was just one of those scenes that, that probably couldn't have been planned any better. Uh, the cattle were happy. Uh, you'd see the, the cow-calf pairs that were, uh, you know, uh, moving around. The bulls were, were in a, a great mood. The horses were, were around. And so just to be able to, to get out of a city and go out to the countryside and to see that, uh, I think that really helps us you know, uh, give uh, a greater experience and greater understanding of, of exactly what we do so well here in the U.S. And that's that's produce you know high quality cattle. Uh, but you could definitely tell from the reaction of, of Minister Spencer and his staff, and the embassy staff, that this uh, this tour was exactly what they wanted it to be. It was it was a great opportunity to learn. Uh, and to see uh, those livestock firsthand and to really get a better understanding of what production is like here in the United States. Well, Kent and Mark, thank you so much for joining me today for an update. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.